I just want to put it right here and then <laughs> do one of those. Feel it up a little bit. That doesn't sure look awkward at all. Of course not. It's the benefits of doing this in person as opposed to just having the audio. This is the kind of stuff you can't get on Skype, really. Me playing with my microphone in my crotch. And that was me taking a picture of you that I'm going to post <laughs> <laughs> to the episode when it goes up. <laughs> just doing one of these. He's a slap and Joe. Does anyone know how to make a GIF? Does anyone have, a, have, a, have like an app that we can make a GIF out of? Just... <laughs> There's got to be the way to do that, right? Boomerang. What's that? Yes, boomerang. Yeah. You want that? Should I? I know the boomerang because you have to like start and stop in the same spot. I so don't know. Do you, you have don't to have, have it? To. The app already? Is it? I don't know I how that it. works. Oh, heck yeah, we got it. We both should I, wait, should I look at you? Leslie's close. Way too many internet things that I have never got involved in. You let me know when you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Just act natural. Speed it up, slow so it down natural. at certain points. Oh, wait. I got to do it again. I don't know when you're ready. I don't know what's Hold happening. It, you know. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Just go. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. What are you doing? Because it's just, it's just like once. Just keep doing it. Then just talk casually to us, apparently. Yeah, so you don't gonna, really notice. Oh, you don't know what's happening. It's just oh, that, that. <laughs> that, was, that was... Now oh, you can't even yeah. get words for oh, it. yeah. <laughs> Lighting is not the best, but it still works. It's dark. <laughs> Even better, in my dark corner of my room, just stroking my microphone. With all of us watching? A lot of creative beginnings, I honestly think, just start as jokes that people just start to take too far. Yeah. When are we going to stop this? I, I don't know. But I, I can't be the one that bails out. Someone else <laughs> has to. Tom, it's Tom. Yeah. 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 Escalation of, escalation <laughs> of commitment. Nobody nobody wants to be the one to quit. Hashtag entertainment 720. <laughs> John <laughs> this, this, this episode. That, that, that's what we should do. Start start making up fake uh, sponsorships for, <laughs> yeah. for each episode. Like this episode of Bry Guy and Super Friends is brought to you by the good folks at Entertainment 720. <laughs> I don't think I'm... It's just like the intros I used to do. I'm not creative enough to think of one every time we do one that I just stop doing it. <laughs> I'm open to suggestions, though, if anyone thinks of any good brands to advertise we, that are not real. I think we should start doing something like that, but not mention that's what we've done and see how long it takes for people <laughs> to catch on that they're fake. Start, like, Googling it. Yeah, make a whole yeah. website, like, link. Say, oh, I should check out this website. And then until people go there and realize this isn't a real thing. <laughs> make them go through the effort of actually trying to find it and it doesn't exist. And then it really... No, that alienates our listener base, I think. Or does it? I mean, would you might have love fun it. just going to a bunch of sites that don't go nowhere? I think it would be special. <laughs> if you added something to it, if it wasn't just like you were directed like... We buy a domain name just to put up the gif of me stroking <laughs> the microphone. <laughs> on every single one. <laughs> every single one, yeah. Everyone links that. That's how that. we rickroll our audience. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it is. We found it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Bry Guide and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Josh Zorch. Oh, this is going to be a fun week. 
And they've had a little bit of airtime on previous episodes, so I'm happy they've agreed to come back. Sarah Zorch. Hello. And Leslie Yoders. Hi. So honestly, I think Sarah and Leslie aren't as invested in this as the rest of us. They had nothing better to do today than just watch movies and hang out. So they're they're here for this one. Um, so we're going to kick off something that uh, I hope will be a reoccurring segment, something that we've definitely tried numerous times to get off the ground, but hasn't happened yet. Uh, as most things, we can't ever find the right time to schedule it. So today seems to be the day. Uh, in the hopes that we can continue doing this from time to time, I think we've agreed to call this the Never Seen That, spelled with... Spelled scene as S C E N E, as in movie scene. It's very punny. Yeah, that was that was. I, I can't take credit for that pun. That was Josh's pun. I'm very punny. Uh, so the gist of this will be: so we're gonna find a movie that someone hasn't seen before uh, that we think they probably should have, and then try to record a podcast around it. So we open the episode. We'll probably try to do some previewing questions, uh, take a break to watch the movie, and then we'll come back and talk about what that person thought after watching the movie. So Josh and I had volunteered to be the guinea pigs for the first few episodes. Hopefully we can rope in a few others as we go along. We'll see how it goes. And for the record, I also intend to use this segment to finally get a few regular podcast people to finally watch the Fantastic Four movie that everyone's been avoiding for three years. That has been, I think, what, since episode 50? What, even that before we, we brought re- that up, I think? Before we reviewed it, I think, we started talking about it, and I don't... We've, I know you haven't seen it, right? And no, we did. You did see it. Okay. We did. We, we, yeah, we watched it once. I think Romano was the one who agreed to only watch it if we did it sort of in this kind of. That's venue. true. <laughs> yeah, him. I think Bradley needs to see it. And I don't think Andy has seen it either. It wouldn't surprise me. It's not really worth seeing. So yeah, we got to try to get everybody together for that. Uh, so the first episode for our never seen that series. Now I've admitted on the, on the show that I have not seen the Goonies, so I figured that'd be a good one to kick us off. Uh, all right, so since I'm the one that hasn't seen the Goonies, I want to pass it over to Josh. He can he can have his way with me on this episode. <laughs> uh, we're each going to take our take our turn having our way with Brian. <laughs> uh, well, I think as if we said every time the topic came up previously, we were all very shocked and surprised that you of all people had never seen this movie, as it was, I mean, arguably probably one of the first like youth centered, I don't say like geek or pop culture centered movies it's not really necessarily but it definitely found that place in, yeah in pop culture later um but yeah given that it's like kids centric and it's adventure and everything um i guess i just figured like everybody born probably between like 1977 and 1991 had seen this movie um how did i guess my first question is how have you avoided it like was it deliberate as the years went on did you just never i, th- I mean i want to say it's like, probably it's probably one of those things that I I obviously didn't watch it as a kid. And then as I got older, I guess I never realized it was that big of a deal. It wasn't until I, I got after the, t- you know, in the 20, in my 20s before people were like, you haven't seen that movie? And then I just never, I guess, actively sat it out. And that's seen that movie with. Uh, yes, yeah. correct. S-C-E-N-E. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I had definitely grown up with it. It was nice and wholesome and it was fun with the kids and the adventure um, so it was one of like the like eleven movies I was allowed to watch when I was a child. <laughs> so it was definitely on heavy rotation as as we grew up. Um, I know Sarah hadn't actually seen it until probably within the last year to year and a half herself. So sort of the same thing. Like she came to it um, much later on. Uh, Leslie, you had talked about earlier you and your brother going through several iterations of it. Yeah, we we wore out our VHS tape. Because we watched it constantly. I only did that one time in my life. And 
I don't know if I, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily embarrassed because I was like seven or eight and how embarrassed can you be for things that you did when you were seven or eight? The only VHS tape I ever wore out in my entire life was a uh, bootleg copy that a friend of someone in our family had made for us of WrestleMania 7. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Like every, in the summer, I would stay up because I was never allowed to watch what I wanted to during the day. We only had one TV in the house. So in the summer, when we were off school, I would stay up every night till like 2 in the morning. And my parents knew, like, they never needed to worry about me doing anything that would, like, be harmful or, like, turn the stove on, any of that kind of stuff. So I would just watch TV and watch my same tapes over and over. So I probably watched WrestleMania like three times a week for a long time. And yeah, that was the only one I ever wore out. So with, okay, so with the, like, one, I guess we have, it's kind of split. So we have two of us who definitely grew up with it and we have our own impressions. And then two, well, the other will soon to be in the Saw It Later in Life club. Um, so did, Sarah, did it have... Any kind of impact on you as an adult, or do you think you would have much more fun with it if you had seen it when you were a kid? I think I would have had more fun with it if I was seen it as a kid. It was still fun, <laughs> but I don't think it had the same impact. See, and that's what I'm afraid of, is watching I saw it as an it adult. As a 30-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not going to have that magic that the 80s movie would have had had I watched it in the 80s. Yeah, there's something about it, like the group of friends that just went on this adventure. So as a kid, every summer, we, there was a group of us that just, you know... Each summer it was like a different theme. We did something, but a lot of it was like getting on our bikes, going out and playing in the woods, like wreaking havoc. So this movie was just like us. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like after we watch this, I'm not going to go get all of us together, <laughs> ride our bikes down the road and go in the woods and play around. Like... I thought that's what we were going to do. <laughs> what did <laughs> I sign up for? Wasn't was that part two of this program? <laughs> Reenact the movie? We'll have to plan a full weekend for this if we're going to do this in the future. Cosplay your favorite <laughs> scenes. That's the thing. Like Most of the classic 80s movies I didn't see until I was an adult. So like with this one specifically, did you, like, as, as a kid, were, do you think you were that kind of kid at all? Did the friends in your neighborhood or anything, oh, yeah, like, I were they that type of, like, would you have been prone to do anything like that? I probably that? wouldn't have gone on an adventure like that because I would have been too wussy, but <laughs> I definitely would, we would get on our bikes, we'd ride around the neighborhood and do stuff. So I could see, I could see where Liz is coming from, where it would, it would have inspired me maybe to go outside my comfort zone. But then again, I could only go so far <laughs> in the neighborhood and then I wasn't allowed to go anywhere else. <laughs> Well, I lived in the boonies, so. Which rhymes with the goonies. Uh, emphasis tip. <laughs> and that would have been part of my limitation. My mom always had this thing. I, 99% of my childhood from the age of like 7 to 13 was spent within 200 yards of my house. Um, my best friends growing up, um, I, I found good friends that lived just down the street from me, and we did everything together for years and years the worst we ever did was like get on our bikes when we were like nine years old and maybe ride a little bit out of the neighborhood and but my mom had this rule where i would get in trouble if i didn't come home like every three hours to what she called check in and i didn't even to this day i don't really understand what that meant because it wasn't like, oh, well, okay, uh, uh, it wasn't like an update on what's going to be happening the rest of the day. Like, okay, good thing. So, you know, your father and I need to go to the store. You guys need to come with us or you need to stay home with your sister. It wasn't anything 
like that. It, I think it was basically show up and let me see that you're both alive and unmaimed. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Um, so yeah, I, I would have been severely screwed in any kind of Goonies esque <laughs> shenanigans because I would have, I, yeah, I would have got like down the road, like maybe to the restaurant, and by that point, like before I ever could have gone any further, I'd be like, guys. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. I got to go check in. What do you you mean? What do you you have to do? What does check in mean? I don't know. But I have to do it. (laughs) To be fair, I feel like we all had that growing up when we were younger. Before cell phones and all that shit, everybody had to do that. Maybe that's <laughs> well, it, wasn't like, that, no. <laughs> it wasn't that my mom didn't care, but I think living out in the middle of nowhere, my closest friends were like a mile and a half away. So My closest friends to, were the bears in the woods. Were the bears <laughs> that I hung out with, yes. But that's what we would do. Everybody would ride their bikes to like a central location, which was usually like a mile or so away from your house. And a lot of times we met in the woods. So we would play in the woods all day. It was awesome. And then we'd like, the only time we came home is if we ran out of Kool-Aid or something. And one of us would have to go and go, like, go on a Kool-Aid run. Which when is you usually say me. ran out of Kool-Aid, did somebody like bring the Kool-Aid yeah. already made? Yes. In what? A jug? <laughs> it's the most redneck thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just like. That seems onerous. Backpacks. You had a little like that crates on the side of your bike and everything. Nah, when when you live a mile and a half away from your bike? best friends, you have to pack. We also brought steakums and we cook them over the fire. (laughs) (laughs) You built fires? Yeah, we lit fires. Listen, I was raised in the woods. (laughs) Not on the streets. My best best friends didn't live near me, but I couldn't actually even ride my bikes to them because it was main roads (laughs) up hills where I would have died. We called you folks townies. (laughs) There's a word for us, too. Yeah, you guys were townies. Like, what, you guys we're, didn't eat steakums and Kool-Aid in the woods? Really, we were just in the suburbs, but <laughs> you were that far removed. Very much where so. Where we were the townies. Absolutely. Had we known the theme, we should have been having steakums and Kool-Aid for this viewing. You know. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Nostalgia. Yeah. It kind of may be fit for the, for the Goonies, but if, if Leslie picks an episode of something she's never seen... <laughs> I like how you emphasize that word now. Every time you say it, that's the way you're going to... You need like a little sound bit, like a... (laughs) Yes. Andy's really good at coming up with the like impromptu... (laughs) The the puns, him and his puns. uh, uh, But like also like accompanying sounds or something every time, like his pirate thing. (laughs) So yeah, we should turn to him. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, if, if, if you... Pick a selection. We will we'll have a, a steakums and Kool-Aid <laughs> viewing. I guess. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna watch Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a Do you have a fire pit? Oh, I don't. I, I forget. So we well, can't anyway. go to Steakums over the fire like that. Well, oh, well, I could build a fire. I say, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure something out with her experience and my, my Odyssey know how. We'll, we'll we'll fashion something together. That works. I'm down. So. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's prior impressions of everybody. So, all right, Brian. So going into it, obviously you've had let's say twenty to twenty five years of being cognizant that this thing existed yes. and hearing stories and hear people quote it and talk about it, etc. You've seen imagery. You've seen. I imagine you've catch you you've you've caught uh, a couple minutes here and there on TBS. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It used to run all the freaking time. Yeah, I'm sure I've um, caught bits and pieces. So, like, do do you have any preconceptions of? what it's actually about or or the mood of it or i mean i know it's kids and i know it's an adventure movie that's about the gist that i got 
And I, you know, there's quotes that you can never escape, like the Goonies never say die and hey, you guys and stuff like that. But spoilers. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's about all I got. Cool. Well, if anyone uh, doesn't have any last minute sentiments to add in, uh, listeners, we will catch up with you in about an hour and a half ish. And you will hear what uh, Brian thinks of it afterward. It'll be instantaneous. Very quick passage of time for you guys. Yeah, we're not. I, I mean, we discussed maybe just leaving it dead air while we watch the movie because we can't really record a commentary track per se. Um, you can hear our bathroom breaks and everything that way. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we can just kind of insert those. I mean, you know, post, post-production, we can still put those in if we want. Random toilet flushes and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, otherwise, it'll be it'll be like Back to the Future, like uh, you just like one minute moment you're here, like Einstein on the test run. To him, the trip was instantaneous. Done. Back so to the you, Future. You you are Einstein, the dog in the time machine test run in this experiment. Give me folks. that stopwatch. Put me in the DeLorean. I'm good to go. <laughs> All right, we will be back with you in just a moment. But for us, we're gonna jump into the future. Whoosh, listeners, we've caught up with you here in the future. <laughs> I'm going to start using whoosh for everything now. It's going to be great. We have just finished Goonies in what to you seemed like a light speed second. But we just had a very enjoyable two hour block. So I think first thoughts, uh, I think Leslie and I should be commended for not constantly laughing the moment before a funny thing was about to happen. Agreed. (laughs) And uh, we're just quoting it completely. Out yeah, loud. yeah, I think we our, our self control should be applauded. Sarah, you're not at that point yet. You're not quoting everything. No, <laughs> not yet. Did you remember much of it? Yeah. Or okay, because it only been the one time, so I didn't know if a lot of it says it, you kind of forgot it or not. I remembered the what happened. I don't remember the lines. And yeah, everything like that. Cause this is only my second time seeing it. So. Well, I think my my first personal takeaway would be and I. I don't think I ever picked up on it this badly, but this probably should have been called Pepsi and Domino's Presents (laughs) the Goonies. You know, for even like the the product placement was in your face, but it's still not as in your face as modern movies today. I still felt like it was still pretty subtle. Yeah, yeah, it was Pepsi you noticed right away. They pop up two or three times. Yeah. And Domino's is very prominent at the end. (laughs) Just like literally holding a box in front of the top. (laughs) Domino's! Yeah, with the logo side out. (laughs) Well, that was the thing that caught me, is every time they're drinking a Pepsi, the logo is very, very visible. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when the Chunk runs over to the uh, the cooler outside yeah, yeah, of yeah. the restaurant. Oh, soda, soda. Pop. soda pop. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> They make you a little dead inside, but they call it soda pop and not just pop. Those was the... The disappointment the that there wasn't actually... <laughs> So, so whatever you right, want, after yeah. after digesting it, what what do you think? It was good. I liked it. I don't know if it like I don't know if I'm itching to be like, yeah, let's watch it again type mm-hmm. of thing. So I don't know. Maybe I still have to digest it some more. But it was good. I did like it. I can see why kids growing up are real like that's a staple for them. I can I can relate to that. Yeah. You can see why Leslie went into the woods and <laughs> ran Oh yeah, and yeah. I get that. Yeah. The flag Set on her boot, bike. Booty traps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that's another thing I never picked up on was they, they constantly had this back and forth about whether he's saying booty or booby. Mm-hmm. So they're just really interchanging butt for boobs mm-hmm. in whether the description, but like that's apparently true. one of them is correct and the other one <laughs> is just ridiculous to say. Yeah. 
It's a fun joke, though. I like it. <laughs> Booties and boobs, it's fine. It's, t- it's all good. Yeah. Uh, I think I might uh, write a little note to Hollywood Babylon for use of the strings on those bats. <laughs> yeah, the bats were... On uh, shit that should not be. Yeah. That, I-, I never noticed how egregious that was. <laughs> it never, really, never stood out to me how fake that actually was. What was the last time you watched it? Has it been a while for you? Probably the last time we did. So within the last what, year to year 18 to months. Years, yeah. yeah. And it didn't stand out to you then? No. I don't remember it. <laughs> no. And I don't know. This is going to sound weird, but I don't know if it's like because of the uh, like the size of the TV that we're watching it on today or the resolution or I, I don't know. Maybe it's like you never pay attention to it that much. Like you're, All the action is going on. Everyone's screaming and flailing and very overacting like kids can. Plus, it seems like the, that scene, the bats don't act like bats. They're literally just hanging in front of the frame, bouncing just up and down. Flapping their wings yeah. in Which I don't face. feel, not that I like, I'm around bats a lot, but I feel like that's <laughs> not normal for bats. like hover in a, like a stationary right. yeah. state that long. Yeah, the scenes where they come out and it's just much faster, the bats fly past them. There's just so much chaos going on, but this time around, it's just like the... I probably noticed you know, like... You probably noticed one really fake looking bat and then focused on it. <laughs> like, wait a second. Those are really terrible. And then it's oh, yeah. all the other bats yeah. you look at from then on. <laughs> so I, one of the first things that I noticed a couple minutes in was your first comment is that Sean Astin. I did um, not recognize him at first. Not knowing that that, you're right. That was, you know, Mikey played, played by Sean Astin. Did you, so, like, some of the other actors that ended up being in this, did you not really had pieced together previously that there were that many. Like I like, knew Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman stood out to me. I think he was the one I knew going in. I'm pretty sure I knew Sean Astin was in here too. I just didn't, that didn't look like him. That was, he was way, way too young. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a minute to realize Josh Brolin was in it. I'm used to him with a beard. And even, I think we'd mentioned, I mentioned when we were watching, his voice did not sound like him, the voice that I'm used to. So yeah. no. that took me a bit. Cause um, I don't, I don't think I caught up to Josh Brolin honestly till maybe like uh no country for old men okay like okay. i don't think i could tell you one thing i know he's been in since from between like 1984 and 2007 yeah that's true i don't even know if he's he probably wasn't on my radar either um i don't i loved chunk but i don't know the actor who plays chunk or what else he's been in so he he wasn't familiar to me i don't think i don't really think he did much i don't think so either yeah, i kind of glanced at him on like imdb while we were watching yeah. and like even off the top of my head, like even as a kid actor or anything, I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you anything else that I think he did of note that a lot of like wide audience would have seen. Right. Okay. Uh, you recognize Data? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know the ki- the kid's name, but Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones, short from, round. Yeah, from Temple of Doom. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Joey Pants. Yes. Which, <laughs> which I don't know how quickly these are going to go up, but that's going to be our segue into the next episode for this that we're going to do with Josh. Um, and I don't know that I'd looked him up too, and now I can't think of the guy's name. But the other brother that was the bad guy that mm-hmm. is in James Bond, which I thought was fun. The data kept making James Bond re- references, and he, the, the other guy, eventually ends up in James Bond as a villain. So that was a fun little segue too. Yeah, that was a uh, uh, Robert Davi and uh, yeah Joe Pinto. Yeah, Pinto Liani. Pan- yeah, I don't know. Liano. I just call him Joey Pants. It works. Yeah. <laughs> Who is in? I mean, I know. I I immediately think of the Matrix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. not a big one. And Memento. Yeah. He's in Memento. Yeah. Um, and then the other guy, like, yeah, Robert Davi. I think of. Uh, we said uh, during the movie Die Hard. Yes. Immediately, yeah. he was the 
uh, white agent other Johnson. Agent Johnson. Hmm. Yeah. Which I really am curious now if that's his actual singing voice because he said he sang pretty good in this movie. Yeah, he did. It didn't sound. Yeah, it didn't feel like dubbed over. Yeah, yeah it, that's what I was. If it did, too. it was like extraordinary editing. Yeah, it was really good sound editing. I like I'm picturing him in Die Hard and I'm picturing him in James Bond and I don't remember him singing in James Bond. So <laughs> that was license. Yeah. <laughs> that license to kill. I think. Yeah. So it was, that one was of the five years after this. It's one of the Daltons. Yeah. Well, it says that he is a jazz vocalist who also oh. plays top venues like the Venetian in Las Vegas. There you go. Top venues. <laughs> and he has a debut album. What? That shot to number six for more than several weeks on Billboard's jazz charts, according to IMDb. <laughs> what year was that? More than several. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if it was around the time that the Goonies came out. Like it just skyrocketed his career. Just feels like we should. The look Goonies it up. was just a a like a promo vehicle for yeah. the album. Yeah. I mean, all the other product placement, right? That would work. <laughs> it would line up pretty well. <laughs> and I, I don't. Again, something else that I feel so strange, I didn't really put together the fact that, uh, you know, the the sloth moment where he rips open his shirt on the pirate ship and it's mm-hmm. Superman didn't put together the Richard Donner connection. Yeah. Until right now, that he directed both. Would that, okay, so that that would, Superman was before this, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. And that was another thing I didn't realize. I feel like I knew that, but it wasn't until the credits started rolling in the beginning that I that they list Richard Donner's director. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, I don't I think don't, that's been on my radar. At I don't all, like, peg him as like a kids' adventure film director, so this feels out of place to me from the other stuff that I know him directing. Yeah, very much. Because um, I think we talked about Chris Columbus. This feels more like a Chris Columbus fi- directed film. Yeah, it I actually, think, yeah. Richard Donner. Yeah, it definitely feels uh, because it, yeah, Columbus did the screenplay, but it very much felt like his directing style, even from what you see he does yeah. later. Um, and this, uh, we during the movie brought up uh, that Columbus's first director credit was Adventures in Babysitting, and I didn't look, but I think he actually wrote that as well. And if anyone knows that movie, it feels very much like The Goonies. Okay. In in this regard, yeah, I think. Um, where it's like go from place to place, have you know intermittent conflicts that you encounter, and then you kind of move on. There's an overarching you know arc to the story. So now that we're thinking about talking about Richard Donner and stuff, and I mentioned how their mom was the therapist in Lethal Weapon. Okay, that makes sense because Dick Donner directed Lethal Weapon. He found some actors that he liked. So yeah, I I didn't put that connection until until right now, but. It's funny how all that stuff works out. Davi's album came out in 2011, by the way. <laughs> Wait, so what was that? His, his album, his jazz, jazz album, album of 2011. 2011. Oh, that was recent. That's when he uh, started to really record. Okay. Well, so much for the cross promotion in the 80s for the jazz album. You got to lay the foundation somewhere. <laughs> you got to get your. Gotta, 30 gotta years interested. before. Someone's like, I saw you in a movie once. <laughs> Slow burn. I think you got some talent. <laughs> It also says he lent his voice to political ads, including Carly Fiorina's demon sheep attack ad. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I do. But I would like to know. Is he singing that or is it just voiceover? I think it's a voiceover. It's voiceover. And just regardless of what you think, honestly, that was one of the best. And by that, I mean like most horrible, silly, stupid political ads ever done. <laughs> Um, I think that was during the 2016 run. It could have been. I think she tried 2010. Running. 10, yeah. Oh, she ran for Senate. That's right. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're going to look that up later. Oh, yeah, you want to. <laughs> the Demon Sheep. Yes. Yes. That was the, I think, the Rhino ad that they did. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so All great. of it the, sounds very ridiculous. <laughs> it's a, oh, I yeah. guarantee like, oh, that Demon craps, Sheep. That's the Rhino that crap's ad. on YouTube. What? Yeah. <laughs> you you want to find him talking, doing that voiceover about the Demon Sheep. It's great. Nice. That was a good tangent. <laughs> Just thought you should know that. <laughs> So was what was there any time that it got like you got pulled out of it? Like did it ever seem too? Because I, I I always felt that it felt very grounded. Like there's a lot of like kids movies, so to speak, that I think I could point back to from the 80s and 90s that it very it very much pulls you out where there's kids involved a lot, but it doesn't feel anywhere grounded in reality. Yeah. Um. Do you have any moments like that? Uh, some of Data's gadgets got me. <laughs> thought they were a little over the top. Yeah, I just don't know if it holds up as much now, maybe as it did back then. You, you seem particularly confused or befuzzled about the uh, the slick shoes. Yeah, that <laughs> like just the fact that he'd have to walk around with that stuff with him all the time. There doesn't seem like a practical you, reason to have oil coming out of the back of your shoes. You look at him, and he always has like his sweater is always bulging because he's got all this stuff. <laughs> I understand he's got a bunch of shit with him, but like just to have like that's a fire hazard. You kick a spark, and you it are was blowing the 80s. up. <laughs> 80s and he loved she loved james bond he just wanted to emulate his hero so i could forgive it like i understand Remember, the reasoning and stuff you're but... the reason he had that breakdown at the end <laughs> you know, it's like my adventures are stupid they make fun of him that, <laughs> yeah i contributed to that yeah. that's true he saved them well somebody i forget who it was somebody called him inspector gadget and i was like that makes total yeah. sense <laughs> yeah i think that was the, the only real thing that that got me everything else i was i was cool with and that's funny because, Sarah, you made that observation about Inspector Gadget, and this was your second viewing of the movie ever, yes. as opposed to my probably 46th. Never you didn't made, make never made those, Yeah, I never connected <laughs> those dots. Never saw that analogy. See, that's why it's fun watching these with an outside yeah. <laughs> outside point of view that haven't seen this as much as you guys. Yeah, I don't think there's anything else for me that stood out. Well, we uh, you briefly brought up, brought up the idea, like, hadn't they been talking about doing a sequel to this for years? And I think they had, like, maybe in the late 90s it started. Um, but I think it's been so long that... I, the, the, I think the only way they could even possibly do it is, like, it's kind of become a trope now where, like, they would be the parents. That's and what... And their I, kids go on an adventure of some kind. I believe that's what, like, the idea of it was. It was anyway. Yeah. It wasn't like a reunion, like the gang back together and end mm-hmm. up having to do something again. Mm. No, I, th- I think it was that they were the adults and then the kids were supposed to go off and have an adventure. But I feel like they talked um, about it like within the last two or three years. I've, I've seen yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I've seen I think mm-hmm. I've seen some too. But I don't know if it's like Corey Feldman, like, I need a job, <laughs> give me Goonies too, or if it's actually someone that has some pull now that is like, let's let's make this happen. Who would you want to see do it? As far as starring it or direct it? Like, direct it. Make it happen. I think it'd be actually fun if Dick Donner came back and did one. That would be cool, because they don't really do that anymore. If they ever go back to the well, or do they do reboots of things and try to extend it? Like like the recent Vacation movie mm. that they did. Like, nobody from National Lampoon was involved in that at all. Yeah. Um, and only, I think, a couple actor characters from the series like even participated but yeah, like having like the original writer or director come back. Because be honestly, I feel like that, like just getting a sense for how loved this movie is, mm-hmm. and even just watching it, I feel like the cast and people behind the scenes, director, maybe even the writer, 
I'm sure a lot of these people won't come back unless everybody else does. Yeah. It'll be yeah. one of those things where it's all or nothing. I could actually say, I mean, we sort of at the beginning, maybe within the first like 20 minutes, it kind of, to me, I definitely sense a lot of like the Stranger Things kind mm-hmm. of connection yeah. to the, the mood of it, the, <laughs> the, I don't say the premise per se, but like empowering the kids because they're, they're not dumb kids. Yeah. You know, it was very, again, it was grounded. It was the way they talk. And they didn't treat them like they were dumb, stupid kids. Um, I almost wonder if the creators of that could oh, get the ever bring, brothers. yeah, like ever, ever bring a sequel around to do something. Yeah, I guess if they're looking for something similar to Stranger Things when they finally wrap Stranger Things, this would be a good thing to do. I think it'd be a good fit. Yeah, I just, but then you know, especially with creative people, they don't want to get roped into the same type of stuff over and True. over and over again. So if they wrap Stranger Things after four or five seasons or whatever they're planning to do, I don't know if they would jump right into a Goonies sequel. Maybe they should just incorporate the Goonies into Stranger Things. They already did. Sean Astin's been in there. They already did. No, no, I mean like like how they did the whole Ghostbusters thing. Oh, like just make like a bunch make of references. A, make a reference of it, okay. yeah. That would be okay with me. <laughs> like, who's Sean Astin's in it? They did. <laughs> I kept thinking about Mikey. Bob. so if you haven't watched season two of stranger things yet you know and i was thinking not about stranger things but before we started doing these episodes i was trying to think is are these is it worth putting spoiler alerts when we start getting into the second half of these episodes no because they're so old no i'm obviously the exception that hasn't seen this movie but yeah there is i mean my 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 tolerance is really low for that crap. <laughs> I mean, I, I give you maybe a year. Okay. But I could see maybe five. I could, I could, I could listen to an argument for five. This movie is thirty-four years old. <laughs> and not just that. There's really not that many like plot twists in the Goonies or anything. That's, that's really, true. You're yeah. not going to be surprised by what happens. So yeah, kids on an adventure. You're going to hear the quotes, but that's yeah. It's not going to ruin the entire movie for you if you that's hear true. something. Yeah. So did you... And Stranger Things has been out for plenty of times. So if you haven't seen it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you haven't watched Even the entire that, like... season in one day. <laughs> if you're listening to a Goonies podcast and you haven't watched Stranger Things, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> we don't feel sorry. <laughs> so you feel good after I do. being able to check that box? I do, yeah. So I can everyone can be happy now. I've crossed this one off my list. Well, Brian has. I've uh, grown up officially. Been been the guinea pig for. You're a goonie now. I, I am a goonie now. <laughs> and what the goonies never say. Goonies never die. Well, they never say die. They never say die. I mean, they'll they, they can't do anything die. about actually dying. But <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> They're immortal. I'm now immortal. <laughs> they just they just say they never the say die. Is all. Yeah. See, I've already screwed up the quotes. So I'm talking up. It's done. It's done. <laughs> I feel like I did well too, not just like looking over at you, like at every part that I would like love. You like, want him yeah. to have a good reaction. <laughs> You're gonna love this part. I'm gonna stare at you, and, make and you uncomfortable. Feel disappointed or <laughs> dejected, like when you don't what's react wrong with correctly. You? Yeah, when I have a stone face, <laughs> lightly chuckle. <laughs> Didn't you think that moment with Chunk was funny? <laughs> okay. Rewind it. Try it again. <laughs> well, remember we found the Gremlins reference. Yeah, I never we noticed hadn't that either. Noticed before. The cr- Chunk calls the yeah. Chris Columbus wrote both terror. of these movies. Uh, yeah, Chunk's. Uh, wait, what's ha- what's happening? I forgot. 
He's call he calls the sheriff from the basement of the restaurant saying that the Fratellis are there and then the yes, sheriff's like yes. talking about all the other fake calls he's yeah, made. Right. Yeah, and yeah. the last one was like, But that one last week of all the little creatures that multiply when you pour water on them. You get wet, yeah. <laughs> Chunk is like the best character in the whole thing. Like he's so good. I agree. He's I the one I'm gonna remember Chunk. the most coming he's, out of yeah. this. Mikey was like the dreamer and I was I love that you know, the little sound bit every time that he starts to like have a moment. You hear the music and then you feel nostalgic. But yeah, but Chunk, what? He's the best. He's so funny. <laughs> he could smell ice cream and I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was one of the few things, even as a kid, I never understood that. Smelling ice cream? Smelling ice cream that is in a closed freezer <laughs> several feet away. Do you remember those Flintstones push pops? when we were little yes i i do i knew whenever my aunt had them i knew <laughs> leslie's like i smell them right I now smell those push pops. i'm gonna eat three <laughs> while she took her little nap <laughs> yeah. she's like i'm just gonna take 15 minutes all right <laughs> i hear the freezer creak open that's plenty I of time need... for me to eat these <laughs> I only need five minutes per push pop i can eat a, drink a whole can of soda pop <laughs> soda pop so what Probably you're telling us, Leslie, brain. is you lived the Goonies when you... <laughs> I practically did. I think that's why it was my like favorite movie ever. I was mischievous. I liked the woods. Constantly got in trouble. Were you like that before the Goonies or like that after the Goonies? Did the Goonies set your... Yeah, right. Did it reinforce no, it was an before. Okay. Yeah. Or... Just before. We always had bikes, too. That was our thing. Every summer, because my, my brother and I both had um, winter birthdays, so every summer my mom would get us each a bike. That was like our present because we, you know, we get, you get nothing from that whole stretch because you know, Christmas and birthday were so close to each other. So we got new bikes every year. So every time that friends would come over, we'd have old bikes. So all of us had a bike to just, you know. <laughs> oh, nice! It was awesome. Yeah, and I started remembering that I had the uh, the orange uh, flag that Chunk has on his Connected bike to the, to the back <laughs> wheel well. Yeah, <laughs> so much fun! I loved it. <laughs> Your childhood sounds better than mine. Yeah, <laughs> my childhood was awesome. <laughs> The mo- yeah, the most we ever did was like, oh, let's go to, if I was already somewhere, it's like, oh, I'm at Penn Hills Park. There's a creek there. Let's follow the creek for <laughs> a little bit while I'm waiting for my sister's softball game to be done. <laughs> and then we'd like be too scared to go outside of like eye shot of where everybody was. Oh, that was my favorite. Field, so we're like, all right, I guess we'll turn back now. <laughs> I had a sweet swing set that my grandfather and my dad built for me, so... So they tried to keep you in the yard. They didn't want you to oh, go in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> but everybody came over. I mean, like I said, two swings, a trapeze bar, a fireman's pole, a rope, a slide, yeah. monkey bars. Those are definitely all things that nobody would put on a children's play set anymore now. It was all wood. Yeah. <laughs> Splitters everywhere. <laughs> they, they did Splinters, sand it down. Even though like, that trapeze bar is probably like two, three feet off the ground, now it would be considered a death trap. I used to do I used, well, it was called Skin the Cat flip over the trapeze oh, yeah, yeah. bar. I mastered that, was, that one. That that had a name? That had a yeah. name. Well, how did wait, how did that work? Like if you like leaned over it on your stomach? Like, yeah. How, how you, that... Yeah, you like went you went over it and you just flipped over it. Oh, I didn't know that had a name. <laughs> yeah. So you learn all kinds of stuff today. It seems like a bit of an over the top name for I don't know. doing that thing. <laughs> but then on the swings, we always would have to swing toward the one hillside cuz the behind us was a slight hill and dad was like you can't swing toward that because if you fly off it you go downhill. 
we had our swing oh, set. That would have been why I did it. Me and my brother, we'd have to swing like opposite of each other, like pendulum style. Because if we both were on the same like rhythm, <laughs> the whole thing would fl- would flip over. <laughs> <laughs> like the yeah. weight distribution. The weight, would just, yeah. it would, like, it'd be uneven. <laughs> like one person would start going off. We're like, oh no! <laughs> you can see the things lifted up. The poles would lift up. Quality yeah. belt swing set. Oh yeah, that's yeah. why we played in the woods a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was safer than our swing set. Was mine was solid wood. Like that thing. Solid. <laughs> and then when they replaced the awning over the deck and they had extra fabric, oh. they replaced the fabric on the on the top little clubhouse part of it. It was great. I always wanted a clubhouse. Our so was yours like the like thin, like hollow metal piping? Yep. We had one. It was gone probably by the time I was nine or ten, but it was the same thing. In my backyard, there's very there's little to no flat areas of my yard. So the swing set that was put in was put like more like up on the hill, about two thirds up the hill of the backyard. So they had a little slide on the one end, but like if you would come down, depending, you'd kind of like come right off it and just like just keep sliding down the hill. <laughs> That's awesome. It didn't last long. It was really extra slide. <laughs> yeah, it's like it felt like bonus slide, but then the thing it, that I could actually see was a bit treacherous because <laughs> we, we probably should have had tetanus shots. <laughs> Oh, it was so it was so terribly old and rusted from being outside and everything. Oh, they do. Did yours have like? There were, I think we had like two small swings. The slide on the one side and on the far end was almost almost like a like little a seesaw like, looking thing. Seesaw ish yeah. carriage basket yep. thing. Yeah, yeah. But we broke that instantly. So we all <laughs> <laughs> we did the two swings. Yeah, that was broken very quickly. <laughs> I just remember that. I don't remember if I was in high school or college when next door neighbors to us they had little kids and so my dad was like we're gonna give them the swing set and we're gonna have to dismantle it and move it over to the next house and i was kind of like um no that's my swing set that's mine <laughs> he's like uh i'm pretty sure you can't fit on it anymore I'm like, i can still sit on the swing <laughs> go very slowly down the slide yes. because your legs hit on either side yes. like, how many how many houses away did you say the next the next, next door. door yeah you leave it here, you make did them you... come to us and play on the swing Right? Set. I was like, they can walk down this little hill. It's fine. <laughs> did they ever end up doing that? Did they, they did. They did. And then eventually it started to rot because it was like you, 20 years old. Did you ever go over to their house and still like use it or sit there when you wanted? No. Like, I dare you to tell me I can't be here. <laughs> no. This is mine. You have your initials carved on it somewhere so yeah. you can prove that <laughs> yeah. it was yours. Oh, yeah. Like, it has been moved, but I have just <laughs> gone to where it now lives. I just remember my dad made... He, we had rules with the swing set like you had to swing toward the back part of the hill not the front part or you fall off <laughs> and that you had to if i we would play with rocks because there are all these rocks in the landscaping and if we were playing underneath the like clubhouse part if we played with rocks we had to put the rocks back because then my dad was trying to cut the grass and he'd hit a rock uh-huh. <laughs> and that was that was one of the other rules <laughs> we didn't have too many rules of play Again, it was like, we had the check-in roll, as discussed, but more more or less, it was like, are you guys going to go outside so you won't be in the house with me? All right, that's great. <laughs> and then there were, yeah, we used to get on our bikes and ride around and do all kinds of stuff, but then there was my one, again, next-door neighbor when I was little, we used to play, but um, we were never allowed to go to the bathroom in, to the, use their bathroom. I had to go home. Oh, like your parents had like never go in their house. No, no, no. It was, you, the, it was the other people. It was not, the other people's they rule. They wouldn't even in. let their own children come back in the house to use the bathroom. They'd have to come next door. She was like, "Once you're out, she'd lock the door." Oh, 
She'd lock the door. If we were in their yard or driveway, the doors were locked. You couldn't get in their house. That seems safe. Were the kids terrible? That <laughs> they kind of were. Well, I would lock that the door too. That seems yeah. like mommy had like afternoon drinky time. <sighs> they were an interesting <laughs> and family. Didn't want bothered or yeah, they were. There were things she didn't want. She was like Miss Lippy from Billy Madison. Like this is her special time. <laughs> they were an interesting Don't come back in. family. <laughs> but yeah, they were the only ones. Like there were all these different houses on the block we could all go play. But Crawford's house, man, you couldn't you couldn't use their bathroom. Everyone has their own childhood growing up <laughs> neighborhood stories so i had my own goonies like yeah. yeah. I, I was thinking of like bathroom time and we just went in the woods and we... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still refuse to go in the woods like i'm like no nah, i can't go anywhere <laughs> but right now <laughs> that's great good that's, thing, that's good, really great it's a good thing you got a leather couch so glad i invited everyone over <laughs> for that <laughs> you won't have to worry about the uh Upholstery getting ruined. Yeah, right. <laughs> warranty's gone now. <laughs> Why does it smell like pee? A cat sat for a friend <laughs> one weekend. That's that's what happens. It's an animal. It's totally an animal. Not a person at all. Definitely an animal. Some guy. This is what I was afraid of. That I'd say Definitely something like that. I can assure you of that. It's on record now, Leslie. You're done. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I was afraid of. <laughs> Say things. <laughs> Think about them. Well, I think that is a... I would call that a successful experiment. Yeah, I think that worked. I think it's going to be fun to do this. And The hardest thing, just like everything else we try to plan, is going to be scheduling, trying to get everyone together to do stuff like this. And especially if we want to do this in a room together like we are now, which yeah. is different. Different aesthetic for what we usually do for the podcast, which is better this way, I think. I do like this. Yeah, it's it's way better, but time and distance and freaking adulting has to get in the way so much. Yeah. So, ideally, we can uh, record a chunk of these at once and then spread them out over a while, which is sort of I our plan now. Oh, uh, see? Without even meaning to. <laughs> so, yeah, if you... Maybe, maybe we'll just cash the data <laughs> later oh, that's a stretch oh. not as good as that one <laughs> shut up mike <laughs> that's what i said <laughs> uh so yeah we're gonna we're, we're trying to get the we're, we're recording two now so whenever i don't know how quickly we'll put them out hopefully we can spread them out for a little while but you'll hear the same same crew for the next one we're gonna try to do it's gonna be josh's turn next time yeah uh, so look forward to that. Uh, if you have anything else, otherwise I'll wrap it up with our normal shtick. Yeah, I guess I, I, I mean, the idea of this was, you know, it just came out of conversations that I think people have all the time when it comes to pop culture, uh, especially with movies when you're kind of flabbergasted that someone, you know, you know, pretty well has just never seen some like milestone film that's already pervasive and very big in pop culture anyway. And like how in the world, just by like circumstance have you never seen that it, it, it almost it's like infallible um but uh you know if, if anybody else has suggestions of their own that they think like oh yeah i've never seen x y and z and i get crap for it all the time why you could be the subject of a future episode <laughs> of the uh, special edition of never seen that <laughs> 
perfectly timed. I, you were just waiting for oh, that. I that is, that, that was even a thing. <laughs> oh, that is my wife. I'm so happy. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I uh, look forward to comments, feedback, suggestions for future episodes. But if you can't suggest something, if you're not going to do it, because that's the point, you got to be the person who hasn't ever actually been able to view a movie, uh, and you got to get with the group and, and make it happen. Yeah, I mean, we sort of. St- I guess I sort of started this way back when I started the podcast, where I had Vanessa on, who had never seen Star Wars. Yes. Got through two episodes of Star Wars before she didn't seem like she was having it anymore, so we stopped. Um, but there are, there's at least one other person I know that has not seen Star Wars. I don't think we'll ever get her on the show to be able to do it. I haven't given up, but just have beer if it ever if it ever happens. <laughs> that can make it a lot of fun. <laughs> just totally she's weird. totally tanked by the end by which by the time we start to record. Yeah. <laughs> real get the real unfiltered thoughts of what she thinks of Star Wars. Um, so <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get there, but. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. We're we're hoping to have this be a reoccurring thing. I know between Josh and I, we probably have a few more we can get through. But oh, easy, yeah. We'll try to spread it around with some other people. Get some new voices on here and see how it goes. Um, yeah. Anything else? Last call from anybody? Nothing. All right. Uh, normal spiel time. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us a five star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show wherever you decide to listen. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook. Search Brygat and Superfriends or go to facebook.com slash Superfriends. And you can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions there. Or you can email us, Superfriends at gmail.com or tweet us at BGSuperfriends on Twitter. I never check any of that shit anymore, but feel free to hit us up there. I'll find it eventually. Uh, on behalf of Josh, Sarah, Leslie, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.